Welcome to episode number 308, Film Fest Filmmaking Part 3. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Velez. I'm here with Goose, Gabe, and Morgan. Film Fest, filmmaking part three. In this episode, we have special guest, Morgan Hart. We cover topics that range from filmmaking, cinematography, creative processes, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Marianne Williamson and Nelson Mann. Della, guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. All right, so uh, Morgan, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Uh, we had uh, Steve on the episode before this, 307, part two. This is now part three. We had both of you all on episode 152, which was back in 2019. Um, with that being said... Uh, obviously, if you have not had the opportunity to check out episode 152 or 307, please do so. But Morgan, for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. Sure. Um, I'm Morgan Hart. I'm a uh, filmmaker in Philadelphia, based out of Philadelphia. Uh, I was I grew up in York, PA, which is about like a suburb, hour and a half, two hours away from here to the west. Born in the east of Maryland. Um, but for the past eight years, I've been out here in Philadelphia after I graduated from Temple um, at the film school program there. And uh, since then, I've been pursuing my passion and my career of filmmaking, uh, as well as photography. And mostly under um, filmmaking, I pursued cinematography and uh, lighting um, for films. And uh, I guess you could say videography as well. I love it. All right. So how did you get all started? How did you get started in all of this? How, how did you make the decision to go to school for this? Um, and then obviously uh, continue uh, your passion. Sure. Um, so I guess I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I went to Temple as a freshman. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to be in some creative, like something with the arts a little bit. But I knew that was going to be hard to make a career out of that, make money out of that um, and like stick with that. So I guess I kind of, I, I mean, I, I experimented with different classes um, and filmmaking was media 101 in my freshman year. That was one that I uh, tried filmmaking in. Like we just had assignments to make a film, like go make a two minute film, eight minute film, whatever. And um, I was pretty intimidated by it because like we didn't have any um, arts or really any like technology in my high school like we, we were, it was kind of like a more old school type of high school yeah. um so like i was really intimidated by it everyone seemed to kind of like know more like i didn't know what a hard drive was like it was just really <laughs> scary <laughs> but uh as soon as i made my first film um i just kind of fell in love with it, it was like i could i could just do this like i love it so if this could be like my whole career my whole passion that would be awesome um and so I just kind of went with that. So, so explain for 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 the listeners that uh, this all might may be new terminology for them. What's the difference between videography and cinematography? Sure. Yeah. So I would call cinematography more of like an art, and like you're more. I would consider yourself more of a cinematographer when you're going into a project where there's a lot of pre-planning. There's um more of a just I mean a cinematic feel to the project and it's more of like a movie and there's more of a story to it. Um, and then videography, I would be like shooting an event, shooting something where there's not really like, of course there's pre-production for any type of um, camera shooting, video photography, video, all of it. But um, it's like with events, when I go to shoot events and videography, like I'm, I'm just going in and I plan on capturing like moments and, and B roll and, and people like, uh, things and things like that. Um, 
And then like cinematography, like that can go really deep. Like that could be, you could be doing a storyboard. So drawing out every single frame that you're going to have, you could focus on that also focuses on the lighting, which is um, something that I'm really passionate about. And that um, I really think is important in cinematography and a big difference between that um, for videography and cinematography is, is like the planning of lighting and all that. Um, because for cinematography, you could, you could be planning out lighting ahead of time. Um, really like complex, um, lighting situations going on and stuff like that. Um, you could be doing a 3d model of, of your shots on, on your computer under cinematography, which you would obviously not be doing like under videography. Hmm. Um, so yeah, like it's just a lot more complicated. It takes a lot more of uh, pre-thought and um, it's it's more of an art that I would say, um, maybe pretentiously over videography um, because it's just kind of like you're showing up and, and you're using your, your, your craftsmanship and the art that you've learned, but it's like you're not putting it in, in such of an art um, package, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> So, so before we get into lighting, I've asked this um, to most guests who ha who come from the the creative side of things, uh, and including my brother, who's a barber, who has kind of like the same thought process. And we laugh all the time. So we could be watching a movie, sports, whatever, and he's comment. He's a barber, so my brother's commenting on their haircuts or something like that. It's just funny because yes. that's what he notices because that's what he yeah. does. Right? Yeah. When you watch films or even just your basic TV or anything like, are you critiquing it at all times? Do you just sit, do you ever just sit back and enjoy what it is? Or can you never go back to that childlike thing? Um, um, I don't even know if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It definitely gets harder as you do it more. And like, yeah. I was literally just watching football last night and I was yeah. like, just paying attention to the, the camera work of it all. Like, it was it was hard to watch the game and enjoy the game because I'm watching like oh they're zooming in here at these times like they have this angle at this angle and whatnot so yeah it, it can get really hard but um, I think like there's still great TV and movies out there where you can just completely get lost in the story still like it's it's definitely possible to like go back to that just enjoyment childlike um, yeah. pleasure of of watching something but um, I I mean a lot of when I watch like Better Call Saul and stuff like I am really trying to pick up things that whole time and kind of study it while I enjoy it too um so yeah you can kind of turn it off and on and sometimes you can't like it is kind of just part of it yeah yeah is there is there someone in the industry or a group of people that you follow that you look up to that you try to emulate or is it just kind of you grab little pieces from you know each creative and kind of make your own thing um you know like like people who are into sports, right? They have, they may have their favorite team or their favorite athlete. Is that the same um, in your industry? Sure. I, mean, I would say not as much as sports. Like, well, I yeah, guess, sports is kind of like an extreme, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Cause like, yeah, there's just more famous names and stuff in sports. It's not as really as well known um, cinematographers. Um, I guess there is for directors for sure. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of directors that look up to people. Um, I, as a cinematographer, look up to like one of the most cliche um, famous names in my industry, which is Roger Deakins, who is the uh, director, director of photography slash cinematographer for like um, major movies, including Blade Runner 19, um, 1917 and um, No Country for Old Men. Uh, just like a lot of really big name movies and like what he just what he does is awesome i mean just like a really cool dude too so yeah. he's definitely someone that i look up to in, in the industry um of course there's directors that have vision um that i really look up to like uh steve probably mentioned him and we use this as a big inspiration for no good deed which was uh um um, I'm forgetting his name right now. I'm blanking on it, but he's the director of no, um, of killing of a sacred deer and, uh, the favorite, 
I'm, free, I'm blanking on his name right now, but yes, there's definitely directors that I look up to because of their vision. Um, and besides that, then definitely the people around me that I work with, um, I've been inspired by a lot of them and, and learned from a lot of them from, uh, from college, uh, a lot of college, um, you know, friends that I've been talked to in a long time, but like they're doing their thing and like, it's, um, it's really inspiring. And like, I learned a lot from them. Um, and still I, there's a lot of people that I work with that I'm really inspired by, um, that are just like, have been in it longer or, or just, you know, I can learn things from them and they could learn things from me. So there's a lot of like give and take between people. Um, like, uh, Hugh Tran is one of them. He's, he's a gaffer that I work with a lot. Um, and I help him with lighting films a lot of the time. So I, I really learned from him just by like working with him. Um, and, and there's a lot of other names too. It would be pretty hard to name them all, but um, I really respect and appreciate a lot of the people that I work with and have worked with. Yeah. So, so yeah, Goose. No, I was going to say Morgan with um, like Jim said, me being a barber, <clears throat> I follow like social media, I follow all these like famous barbers, I follow average barbers, I follow yeah. everyone. Mm -hmm. And, um, as I watch them, I learn stuff like little techniques. They, they post videos of them actually cutting hair. I follow like their little techniques, but like recently, like in the barber industry, we're taking pictures of our product. Now they're doing videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like there are some of these barbers going behind the scenes and showing like angles and different things, like how to take a picture, how to, how to make a video for your social media platform to make it better whatever. Is there like in your world, is there like in social media, is there like, people doing that like oh these are angles you should take or these are the the products you should use different cameras different whatever is there like do you guys have a huge following of that yeah definitely um there's definitely like instagram pages that i follow where it's like yeah these are great techniques and stuff but i think at some point like i mean they, they do help and, and they're nice to just inspire you a little bit but yeah. like i think i think uh the inspiration, the deepest inspiration for it all is like within the movies and the TV shows itself. If we're talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about cinematography, like if, cause if you're watching like Better Call Saul, just cause I'm, I'm watching that right now. Um, like that is the inspiration. Like you're seeing like these different angles and point of views and, and creative ideas that you can't really like, you can only kind of learn from just like watching and, and enjoying a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely like techniques and like, there's a lot of YouTubers that I follow that like if yeah, yeah, yeah. get better and stuff like that. Um, if, if that answers your question. Yeah, 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 no, exactly. Yeah. That's social media platform all, all around. Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, regarding like social media. Yeah. I mean, I think like, again, I'm a, I do consider myself a cinematographer, videographer and just like video, um, video guy, like you know, yeah. behind the camera. So it kind of does all blend together a lot of the ways. So like, if it's for like a commercial, you're kind of, that's, that's pretty much a cinematographer, but like, yeah, you're like blending a lot of the techniques between any type of camera skill work. Yeah. It's kind of hard to explain. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I, I get, cause I, I've been kind of here for like 20 plus years and I watched someone. I'm like, Oh dang, I didn't know. Like do the slightest little technique that someone does and sure. I capture that no one even pays attention that they, they can't even tell, but like being that my craft and I know it, like I capture it. I'm like, holy smokes, I'm going to use that next time I, I cut air. Like just a small like little thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I totally agree. It's the same with film. Like you can learn yeah. anything from anyone from, cause everyone's coming from different areas and, and just the technique of filmmaking and, and whatever little umbrella, um, yeah. other sub sub section of that, uh, you're learning different skills and techniques that like you can share and implement, you know? So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool how that works. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, creative processes. Um, is there anything you do, uh, now that you didn't do when you first started out or maybe when you were in school, um, to get the creative juices flowing? Is it a similar process, the same process? Um, and then also explain, maybe the difference between being creative for yourself 
and then being creative for a project that already has a vision. I don't know if that makes sense. So almost like a project you're going to do on your own, like a solo thing um, where, or it, it might be the same thing. I'm not even sure what your process is. So go through your creative processes or certain things that you do, you look for to get inspiration or you watching old films or things like that, or some of the guys you look up to and then um, read some of the storyline of what you're trying to create. And is it different trying to create something for someone else? If that makes sense. Hmm. Sure. So I guess starting from the back of your question, uh, I don't make much for myself these days. The only thing that I really do creatively for myself is actually photography um, because I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy it a lot. Like I do a lot of it. It comes natural because I'll just be out, you know, and, and see something I want to take pictures of. Um, and uh, I don't like video editing that much. So I, I just like photos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um so yeah, I mean, um, I definitely just take all of everything that they said and you know think about it. And I guess it's it's definitely a lot of like film watching, um, watching films that to my mind are giving me the same um, feel and, and energy and and all that. And uh, rewatching them or watching them for the first time, I have a huge collection of films like behind me that. Um, yeah. I just kind of have as like a library kind of um, to, to get inspiration from. I have like VHSs and and DVDs and Blu-rays and all of it. Mm -hmm. And then plus add on like Netflix and all that and stuff. Cause I like to have that as like a, as a reference or something to fall back on and, and get creative ideas from. So there's definitely that. And that could be used for like music videos or um, short films or feature films. Um, and then besides that, I'd say like one of the main things is I like to think about it in my head and like meditate on it and meditate yeah. on, on creative ideas. And like, I really don't like getting like scripts like the day before or like not seeing the location of where I'm shooting in um, because I like to see it and then like go home and think about it and like think like, Oh, well, how, how's the best way that I want to make this come across? How do I want this to feel for the viewer? Um, what are we trying to accomplish with it? Um, and so to do that, I just kind of like sit and think like a lot of times, like before I go to bed and go to sleep, I just meditate on it. So that that's a big part of my creative process. And um, besides those two things, communication with um, the creative director, director, and and as well as the team whether that's um the lighting crew um the props and and the set decoration and the director and and all and all that so it's a lot of communication um i would really like to add something to my uh pre-production planning now which is uh basically like 3d modeling of sets um and uh, the problem is I have an iMac and it's not the best with those softwares. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. I tried like just like modifying my iMac to make it work and it still didn't work after a ton of work. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, so I might need to get a new computer, make a PC or something about that because I really do want to add that to my process. I think that it could, um, it kind of feels like that could be where the future is going. You know, like if someone just sends me a picture of, of a scene of a, a location and then I'd map that out online and then I say, here's like the lighting that we would make. So here's the look. It just I don't know. It just seems like it it'd work really well. Um, but I guess the old school way of doing that is storyboarding, which is by drawing out the scene and and um, making it come to life on, on paper through illustrations. Um, but I'm not a very good drawer, so <laughs> it's kind of hard to do that. Um, yeah. So I'd say those are a lot of the steps in the process of, of my creative process. That's awesome, man. So, so explain a little bit about um, equipment. I know this is something, uh, and for you, uh, maybe even more specific when it comes to lighting, 
Um, Gabe and I did a very, very, very short production. Um, and we hired a guy, uh, it was like for a three to four minute video. Uh, so it was nothing wild, but I clear as day remember how uh, it almost seemed obsessed he was with lighting. I mean, yeah. this guy, he told we, I, we were, we shot some of the film outside my, my residence. Right. And we were all out there. Meanwhile, I'm setting this up with the extras are like my brother here, Gabe, like it's all family. Like they got things to do. They're not getting paid. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, Hey guys, can you meet at my house around, you know, maybe noon or whatever. I took off from work. This was like, you know, uh, it was more of a promotional thing, but anyway, so we waited, we we're out front. I did. I just remember being out front and just talking and like a half hour, 45 minutes passed. I'm like, this dude has not picked up a camera. And all of a sudden I'm like, dude, when are we shooting? this? like, I'm like, I'm starting to get hungry. He's like, Oh, we're waiting for the, the, the sun to go down a little bit. Dude, we're out front for like two hours. <laughs> and it was like, it was that particular. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Now me coming as an amateur, uh, zero background with any of this, mm-hmm. my appreciation at that time for it was like, really dude. Yeah. Um, but thinking back on it, reflecting back on it is almost like you have like this, Grand, I have this grand appreciation for someone that one took their craft so seriously. Mm-hmm. Two, um, I don't even know if he was a perfectionist. He might have been. I, I wasn't around him enough to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of neat at the same time to see like this. That was. I'm now in his world, right? So now, <laughs> yes, we hired this guy, but now we also are following his direction, and it threw me off a little bit because I was I've never done that before, so. I wasn't expecting someone to tell me to wait for two hours just so the sun can go down. Um, I'm thinking we're going to nail this out in about an hour and a half. Again, very naive, uh, (laughs) coming with zero background. Um, But anyway, what are your thoughts on all that? Uh, (laughs) And and you probably can appreciate his having us wait around for the sun. (laughs) I can. I can, actually. Yes, I do appreciate (laughs) a golden hour time of shooting. Um, it definitely adds to any production. It's true. Like if you wait for the sun to go down that hour before it goes down, that lighting is, that's what you need. Yep. To, to make it look good. Like if you're using outdoor daylight, like, and you're just using the hard sun against the pavement and everything, it's just gonna, it could look good sometimes, but it's, it's, it can be worth waiting for the, the golden hour. So I definitely understand that. Um, and there's definitely some people that probably would have just went ahead and, and shot it. Um, and maybe that was like something that, I don't know, maybe should have been communicated before, but I also don't even want to say that. I don't know the full background of yeah. the whole production and everything. Um, but I do appreciate that for sure. And I can, um, I don't know, there's some people that would show up and just shoot it, but it might not look as good at the, at the end of the day because you didn't, wait for the good lighting and everything. So it was, it was probably worth it in the end. I don't know. Was, was it you think? the product? The product was, it's like the number, our number one um, project we've done. And everyone talked about okay. this just so well put together. It was, and but that's what I'm saying. We had no idea. So, so some of it was shot all over the place. Actually a portion of it was shot in my brother's barbershop. Uh, so there was indoor scenes. So when, but when we were doing the indoor scenes, except for Goose, the barbershop was one thing. He kept he kept playing with the damn blinds. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, here he goes with the lighting again, <laughs> and he just kept turning the blinds and twisting it. So it's like, yeah. the, the, you know, like it shuttered off. Yeah. When we were here at my house, though, inside, he had all this lighting, so he was in control of what looked like what. So I guess I didn't really notice it as much. Uh, he, I, I noticed he had a ton of equipment, um, mm-hmm. a ton of lighting, and it was just and it was hot because of the light yeah. or whatever and we we're just trying to get through it but he was able to i guess manipulate the lighting mm-hmm. when it came to something outside you really there's not there's only much there's only so much you can do i'm sure you can throw okay. up like this big old banner to block some sunlight or something mm-hmm. um but the shot i think he was going for and then in my brother's barbershop the whole, one whole side wall of the building is basically all glass so there's a ton of sunlight um, he just kept fidgeting with the dang blinds. I'm like, oh my god, here we go again. It matters. It matters. Yeah. 
<laughs> and it does. And yeah, he was. It matters. Listen, yeah, a little no, one, no one said anything because he was so like he would. You couldn't even tell him anything anyway. He was so zoned <laughs> in. He knew exactly mm-hmm. what he wanted. Yeah. Um, kind of sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's and if you don't know that, and to your point, so communication is a huge thing. Again, you, he was working with you know total amateur. So if we were to go through that process again, I think I would appreciate it more. But to your point about communication, that is a that is a thing, right? It's like maybe you should. He knew we were. This was our first, you know, rodeo, and so it was like it wasn't explained. Um, but then yeah. I guess after two hours or so working with this guy, you're like, all right, this is just how he rolls. And then we just went with it. And I wasn't going to say anything. I'm like, I'm not going to interrupt anything. Clearly he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, it was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, just any production that's going to turn out decent. Like lighting is, is its own. It's going to take its own time. Every, every part of a production has has many different elements to it, like literally like makeup and and uh, the props and the set the design and and setting up the background and and then that's not even the camera. Like all of those things isn't even setting up the shot yet and making sure the exposure is right and, and looking how you want to frame it and everything. So any good production is going to take a lot of time before that. Um, but I mean it's probably what you're missing in that situation is like um, producer, you know, someone to keep track of like the time and being like, you guys don't have to show up yet because the filmmaker's going to be here for three hours trying to set it up, set up the lighting and and prepare all that come at this time because it's probably going to be more ready. You guys don't just have to sit around, you know, and just keep thinking it's going to be 15 minutes later when it's not, you know? Um, So yeah, it's, it's a time consuming process and, um, it's also a balance, like, um, a lot of films I'm, I'm trying to improve on, on my speed uh, of setting up stuff like that, because I could definitely work on that because I, I do probably consider myself a perfectionist. Um, and it's hard because like, if I'm shooting something, I want every shot to be just as, as good as it could be. Um, and, and which is, is not always fast like that's not always easy and that takes a lot of time like there's a lot of detail that goes into it and the only way to help with that is with like other crew members and people that know what they're doing as well um because like i worked with a director on a recent film um uh it was a vampire film and the dp like i was learning a lot from her and and just the details of lighting that she that she knew how to add into a scene was just was really cool and like that wouldn't have been possible if that was just her um Mm -hmm. with the time that we were given like if if we needed to like dim down a part of a wall like that takes a lot of time to set up a piece of equipment to to make this little square on a wall darker because Mm -hmm. if it's not darker then that's going to be distracting for your eye it's not going to pull your attention to the subject and 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 the um, subject of the story. You're going to be just a little bit distracted, which you won't even notice by watching, but like your subconscious will be distracted by like these little things in the background that weren't paid attention to. So it's definitely like this balance between having the crew that you have and, and the team that you have and and the time that you have to do it and, and just your skills at it. Like, um, so yeah. So we were talking. Go ahead, Goose. No, I was going to say, so Morgan, I was on a, um, my barbershop was featured on like a a show. And dude, what you were saying, the coordination with like the camera crew, the sound people, like they're all different. Like they're all, everyone has like their own specific jobs. And I was just sitting down and getting interviewed. But to see the coordination behind me, as far there was light, people that did their own lighting, like everyone had their own specific job. Mm -hmm. So it's like, obviously they were a team put together and they kind of coordinate well, but like I'm watching like this one person that their job was just lighting. Another person, their job was just a sound. Another person was like the, like the taking the video and then you had like the actual producer, which was like, he was like kind of pointing direction. Everyone had to be in sync with what he, what his vision was, mm-hmm. which is definitely isn't easy. So like, yeah, it definitely is like a 
whole like team within coordination and like can make that little and like i remember just having like a we did a recording in the barbershop and i just remember watching that piece we sat there for like two hours and it was only like less than like a five minute clip and it took that long just to get everything in sync just for like that five minute clip Mm-hmm. And that was a whole interview, right? So you're they're yes. showing most of the same shot for most of it, probably, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like getting yeah. everything right, like the lighting, the, the make sure the sound was on point, make sure there was no interruptions. And, right. Yeah. So then, like, think about like how a production, like a movie, a movie, how, like, I know. Five minutes, there's like twenty different shots there. Yeah. So like all the different uh, lighting changes and and sound change, all of it, like all the different yeah. changes, like that is why movies take you know years to make and stuff so um, yeah yeah after being in that i appreciate what goes on like now you see the background stuff because most people see tv like you watch the news or like sports center you see these analysts they're sitting there they're talking but behind the scenes to make all that thing go and make it like what we see look smooth and everyone's like looking beautiful as far as even makeup we had like these 3d makeup stuff like so our face wouldn't shine in the Dude, it's like the little tedious things like you don't really pay attention to on a daily that like makes that like i said that five ten minute like right look perfect <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um for sure yeah so well we we had steve on uh last week and uh so we're talking obviously the biggest thing is uh promoting uh no good deed and one of the conversations was how um, sound and lighting uh, can set the tone and actually invokes uh, invoke emotions, specific emotions. Um, and we were talking about the opening, some of the opening scenes uh, were, was dark. And so you're catching a specific, so the lighting was extremely important on, it was almost sent, it was, its own message. I don't even know how to describe it. It was almost, it took on its own life outside of the storyline outside of, and it was just like that, that added so much, uh, uh, to the film. So can you explain like, was that the, that was that what was you're going for or did it just work out that way? Um, that's obviously it was intentional. Um, but can you explain a little bit about that process on this project? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, again, I'm going into it with a lot of like pre-planning um, and a lot of like thinking ahead of of how I wanted to look and everything, um, and like what lights I would need to accomplish that, and you know what colors I want to bring out, and and you're um, working that out with with the camera that you have and available and uh, the settings for that and everything. Um, and so a lot of the times you're going in with an intention and, and, you know, of course you want it to come out as, as you're thinking in your head. Um, but a lot of the times, like with any film, like it's, it's very rare where it comes out as you like originally think, like it just yeah. it almost yeah. never is like, yeah. um, which is fine. Like that's a, that's a good thing, I think, because like, that's just how it is like that's when you're you're at the location and and it's going to come to life in its own way um in a different way that that you originally thought of um in its own unique way and so like yeah uh, um the the lighting is is uh very intentional um i mean we definitely wanted it to be dark because of the story matter and and um i played with uh i guess like it was actually very minimalistic lighting setups in a lot of sense um we wanted it to be more uh i guess like i don't know what the word would be i want to say earthy but uh yeah it had like amber like tones to it where it was which again that's why i felt like it invoked some emotion too because that could have been a very bright like what i'm staring at one of these circle things or my cell phone is sitting on which is this huge bright light like blasting yeah. me in the face <laughs> it's very different where if it was like an amber tone the, the, yeah. the color right it's just a color it sets that sets that mood 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Color, colors is its own thing for sure. Um, I played with color with like the white balance on, on one of the scenes where we made it was like very, it's very moody, I guess, too, like kind of uh, grungy a little bit. Uh, yeah. So we used, yeah, like maybe like one like bright light, but we, we put some color into it, whether that was like blue or orange. And, and the blue one for one of the scenes is uh, changed the white balance on the camera. To, to make the white light blue and it just really looked cool and it's like a just a I don't know just a um a unique way to to just change the color on, on a lighting and it's not even that unique people people have definitely done that um but a lot of times it doesn't work um I think in this sense it might have um and then for another scene that we used like just like one light to beam in like um, tungsten light uh, to make it moodier. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, but uh, that's all right. Yeah. So so I mean, you tell us what what was your favorite part about uh, this project? Um, is this your second project with Steve um, in total? Like, obviously, we know you did the other one with Steve, um, but have you guys worked on anything else outside of these two films? Um, one, and then explain after that, maybe, maybe explain maybe what was your favorite part about the whole process. Okay. Yes, we have uh, worked on two films now. So it was no plow stops or that is our first one. Um, that was like a two minute film. Um, and then we did no good deed, I guess not too long after and I have to say, like, just Steve as a director and the project as a whole and our uh, relationship and our collaboration um, between these two projects, like, it's, it really felt like night and day and, and, the, and the improvement of these projects and how they turned out at the end of the day. Um, um, and besides that, we were working on another one called Colors of the Mind, which was one that, uh, I guess, just didn't happen. Like it was like kind of one of those victims to COVID and um, those times. Um, but yeah, so that's two projects that we did. He keeps hinting towards a third one uh, called Canoon um, that he's, he's very excited about. So I'm excited about it too. I, I, I can't wait to read the screenplay because No Good Deed was a great screenplay, which is why it, it attracted to me um, or why I was attracted to it. Um, it reminded me of um, a film called First Reformed. Uh, it's an H24 film. I definitely recommend it. Um, it's just really cool. And it, it reminded me of, of that vibe a little bit. So that was one of my main inspirations going into it. And, and some that I was like trying to copy in, in a sense. And um, I, I'm not afraid of saying that because like when you try to copy something, as I'm saying, as I said earlier, like it always comes into something else. Like it's, yeah, you, you can't ever make it what, what you, you you can, but it's it's really hard to like make something as you intended, and and you just kind of let it grow into whatever you want it, whatever it it whatever it is, whatever it's going to be like. Um. So yeah, so we worked on we. I guess he's he's writing canoe right now. Um, and then what was the other question? Sorry. And then what was your favorite part about this process, uh, this go round versus the last one? Now, and we did preface mm -hmm. uh, the audience to say that the previous one was kind of uh, very, you're on a very strict time um, constraint, <laughs> putting it all together. Not going to yeah. say you slapped it together, but yeah. you put, you had to put it together in a very short period. So <laughs> there is, we, we, we did mention that in the previous show that it, there, the production, everything's, um, uh, there, there's a there's a grand um, improvement, but what yeah. was your favorite part uh, with No Good Deed, like with the process? I should say. At least, um, hmm, my favorite part about it. At least one of your favorite parts. Well, I really like that. Um, Steve. I mean, I guess there's a lot, but I guess I really like that Steve like let me kind of go creatively, like he or he let me be free with like, yeah. but he definitely also had a, um, a say in all of it. And, and like, 
um, his, his own opinions throughout it. So, which I also appreciate a lot. Like I really do like the collaboration effort of it all. And, um, but I really appreciate when like the director kind of not only like lets me be free, but like encourages me, like they're like, yeah, like, you know, come up, be passionate here, come up with something, um, you know, you do your best, like, and, and to do that, a lot of the times it takes a lot of time, um, and, and free planning and stuff. And that's like hard to, uh, hard to do when, when you're, when you're stripped down by like the budget or the pr producer or the, or the creator, like wanting to get it done in a short amount of time, which is, which happens a lot of times, like, and, and there's a reason for that, which is because everyone's busy and everyone has other responsibilities and other projects they want to get on that they want to do. So it's, it's hard to spread out a project. So, so far. Um, but it's also really hard to get a project done in like two weeks, um, like a whole movie or something in two weeks. Like it's, it's hard to, it's, it's just going to be what, what it can be like, and it's going to be limited kind of by its, its time for that because you're going to be racing to get shots done and stuff like that. And so for no good deed, we spent like forever on it years of, of like production and stuff. And, and that's a lot. Cause like, we're, you know, we're, we're just rookie filmmakers like out here, like just graduated from college and, and like no budget indie, like, no name, all that type of stuff. So like, we gotta do what we gotta do to, to get it done and, and make it right. Um, make it, make it good the right way. Like make it what it, what it should be, make it what it is. Um, yeah. So I, I really appreciated that about the project and, and his, um, his direction of it. Um, yeah. So when we talked to Steve, um, he, he already had planned out, he, he had mentioned, um, you know, he wanted to obviously enter it into these film fest um, where you guys can accumulate. Hopefully the goal was to, and, and you obviously executed, was to collect laurels and then have those on the opening, you know, scene to kind of start, you know, showing uh, some level of credibility before uh, the viewer um, kind of takes it all in. Um when explain a little bit about what you want maybe someone in your industry to take out of your um contributions i guess what when 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 like when i do something when i in my in my area of uh profession is when i do something like project-based um I know when I'm putting something together, I'm hoping that maybe some of the guys that I look up to can appreciate, or I know they're going to appreciate it, even if they don't say anything to me, because mm -hmm. they know what it takes to put something like that together. It's almost like just getting the respect. It's not, you don't even have to say anything to me. Like, I know, I know they're going to appreciate this. Yeah. Is, um, is that kind of like some of the stuff you want to get out of it? So as you're saying, you guys are still technically just still getting started. And to collect, I think it was like 17 or 18 laurels along the way is pretty damn impressive. Um, so obviously, you, 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 the, the goal was met, and then you can kind of move forward. Um, but the question's kind of all over the place. So you just take it wherever you want. <laughs> I think I think I got it. Um, I guess it's hard to say what I wanted anyone to take out of this. Um, I just wanted. I I just wanted to. I really, like I said, I really liked the screenplay um, and I thought that we could just make something of it. Um, it definitely turned into a different direction than I thought at the end of it. I'm probably the biggest critic of, of this project. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think out there, but um, I'm also somewhat proud of it and, and, and what we accomplished and everything. And there seems to be definitely some love for it um, with, with the festivals and, and how it's done and everything. Um, so I, I don't really know, I guess what I want people to take out of it, but I, I mean, it is art and, and we did put our all into it. Um, I, I mean, maybe that's pretentious to say that it's art, but like um, 
it's it's definitely just not like a lighthearted film you know it's mm. it's not um like a, a just a feel-good story or or something I don't, I don't even know how to explain it or or very well um i guess i just want people to feel what it is um f- feel how they feel out of it and and uh I don't know. Like it's, it's just, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I hope that. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. You're, you, you were talking and it made me think of, um, it's almost like the difference between, uh, you know, when you submit something because it's a school project versus when you submit something because it's your passion or it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's something that you wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and you could feel the difference when you're doing it too. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and so you, 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 definitely get out there, but I think Steve was telling us, uh, you, you won an award through, through this too, right? Yeah. Steve was, was kind enough to, um, uh, enter me on, on my behalf for the award. Uh, so that was really cool of him. Um, I don't think I ever would have done that on my own, but it's, it's nice to have and, and put that on my resume, you know, when I need it down the road. <laughs> absolutely so 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 what was it uh what was the actual award i think it was just uh best cinematography for the month of may from the las vegas film festival and so yeah so we looked up the other films and they were really cool too so that was a good feeling it it was nice i've never had that before um so yeah that's cool does does that um does that apply pressure to you does that encourage you does that like Obviously, it's a dope feeling. Like, dude, I, I got recognized uh, for you know. But do you feel that that is is that that's gonna that's like a booster, right? Like, I mean, that should encourage you to. It does, to yeah. Going, right. Mm-hmm. It absolutely does. It definitely encourages me. Um, you know, and even just the awards that the film has gotten and everything, it's it's all very encouraging. Um. Yeah, I mean, it just it just is. It's not really much pressure. It kind of takes pressure off of me in a lot yeah. of ways because it feels like what I did was somehow good. Like people, some people enjoyed it out there, and and it. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, for for Steve to put you in that, that means I feel like he was like I came confident on what he wrote on paper, and for you to make it visual. You know what I mean? Like that's, and then you put what's visual and him approve of it. You know what I mean? Like he probably has something else in his mind where he's writing this stuff and has a different vision. After yeah. you put it in life or whatever, or used to put it in life, it's like he approved of it. He loved it even more or whatever the case may be. And for him to put you in that, like, yo, I think he did a good ass job. Let's put him in, let me put him in this category. Maybe he might win an award. Cause in his mind, you, you did like, you probably exceeded his expectation. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, I just I think like? it's hard. Like, like, like I said, I think it's it's like a, it's an amazing job of like someone writing something and then you bring it into life. You know what I mean? Like I said, definitely. there's two different visions. So like but for it to come it's together, not just me either. Um, yeah, it's definitely a lot of like we were saying, like the whole team behind the project. Like there's a lot of yeah. other people. That, that were on this that, that helped out a ton, including um, the editor. He also, Steve also submitted Sid Miller, our, our editor, for an award, and, and he also won. So, like, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah. like, we just had really talented people across the board on this that, that really, like, tried and, and put in their all. And, and I think that's something that a lot of us, um, at least um, filmmakers that I know, like, have in common. And, and that's, like, we're, we're really going to try with this. And, that was a lot when you have a director like Steve that that is very passionate about it, um, and and that wants to make the best product possible. Um, and by product, I mean like a, a piece of art, like like something yeah. meaningful. Um, not that product, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, like even like the colors, like the coloring of of the image, it was a big deal, and that's something I, I don't know how to color my own footage, which is yeah. like, I, I should probably learn that one day, but as of right now, I don't, I don't really know how to do that. So I know that there's people out there that are definitely better than me at that. I know what they're doing. And so we pass it off to a colors 
since Kevin and, and he did a great job with it. Um, improved my image a lot, you know, yeah. and a lot of these images as well were like really inspired by Steve. Like, you know, he, he had the vision with it as, as well. Like he had the location for like the opening shot where we're just in the field. Um, like he had the image of, of just putting him in the field, looking at the camera, um, without a shirt on right at us. And then from there, then I take it and I'm like, okay, I like this angle of, of the forest and, and putting him on this part of the, of the frame and, and we're going to zoom in here. Or I think he came in with the zoom in. Um, so it's, a, it's a very collaborative effort across the board. Um, yeah. And then we also had, I have to shout out Angelo, Angelo, um, who helped us with that, uh, shot as well. He, he, provided a lot of the equipment and, and helped as my, my assistant camera, uh, my AC and was just awesome as my AC. Um, so yeah, I just got to shout those people out. I also had other ACs, Kyle Watcher and, um, Melissa Farah for one of them. And, um, I'm sure I had some more, uh, Mike Hansen, um, as, as my gaffer for some of them, Hugh Tran for my gaff as my gaffer. And, and yeah, so, <laughs> just got to get those names out support him yeah no actually that was something we told steve um last week where the credits were obviously way longer uh than the first film uh, <laughs> and it's amazing when you see it in all seriousness it is amazing when you see it because you're like oh my gosh this many people it took this many people um this many people are involved mm-hmm. um were were on top of it it was like you felt like it was needed to have such a a quality product right mm-hmm. because as we were saying before you, you really when you're doing a project to hand in to school it's like you want to do your best but to your point with the budget and time constraint you're, yeah. you're, you're limited to what you can do anyway and you're not going to have the 50 people or 100 people that you had uh-huh. uh, their hands or minds touch this project mm-hmm. um it's, it's a very different feeling and everyone knows it um, and the, the, the other difference with s- the school project versus your own is that it's not forced, whereas school it is. Or you're forced to work with someone um, who maybe is not holding their weight or just has a totally uh, contradictory vision, I guess, to what you're trying to do. Whereas when it is your own uh, or, or uh, you're creating it because it's through love, not through like a force to get a grade. Exactly. Um, there's a big, big difference, and I think I think everyone at to some level can, I guess, relate to that. Definitely, yeah, and I think that still happens too, and in, in in film as well. Like any projects, there's definitely going to be you know creative differences between a lot of there's a lot of people on the project, so and a lot of egos as well, and on a lot of these things. Um, yeah, I think we're I think we um, as a as a team that we're really good at that at like keeping the ego just all the way down, you know, just like letting everyone do their thing, listening to ideas and, and being really like open to, to different things from across the board with everyone. So I think that's, that was a contribution to the success because like a lot of projects fail because of that. Um, and I'm talking about more bigger projects, like lower indie ones are, aren't as don't fall victim to that as much, but, um, yeah. So obviously to everyone listening out there, the uh, no good deed is out uh, by the time you listen to this for sure. Um, so, so, so check it out. But, but Morgan, I want to ask you, uh, you, it, you guys were talking about no good deed back when you were on in episode 152, because it was, it was in my, it was in my meeting notes um, or my show notes. And I remember seeing it then I'm like, wow, this week, this is like a long time coming type of thing. Yeah. What is there anything, uh, and you mentioned, and Steve mentioned, um, uh, writing the, you know, his his next next piece of work. Is there anything that you're looking to improve for yourself? Um, take, taking on this next project. Is there some things you think you could have done better, or maybe there's like someone out there listening who's trying to get into, or maybe in the middle of a process like you were. Um, maybe some words of encouragement or maybe something that you're like, I know I got to change this or I know I should have, I'm going to improve on this next time. Mm. Um, mm. 
It's a lot to think about there. Um, I guess specifically for Steven and I's next project, um, it's it's just seems like his next project is a more ambitious project, like where we're going to have to travel for it. So that's just with a more ambitious, bigger project, we're going to have to, everyone's going to have to like up their, their game a little bit with that. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to have to do better like across the board. I'm going to have to pre-plan a lot more and come up with more complex um, situa- lighting situations and probably have a better camera and, and try to learn that and, and come up with like better lens situations because we, I mean, Noga D was a struggle. We, we had five different cameras throughout it. I mean, and that's not fun and that's not how it should be. Like that's yeah. not how it should be shot. Um, so I think that's, that's one of them. Um, besides that, uh, I don't know. What's up, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And I, th- I, th- I think it's um, everything's like the uh, like a work in progress, right? I mean, it's you hope that you know one film you improve upon, you know, every project. Uh, sometimes you don't even know that you're doing it. Um, it just might be little tiny, small uh, little practices or daily habits uh, that you're now applying because obviously, hopefully. Uh, we're growing each day in, in, in a positive way. So it's just applying those little lessons um, when you're going through the process. Excuse, were you going to say something? 100%. No, no, I just saw Steve pop up on here. Oh. <laughs> I'm just Is I'm he here, for more, I'm yeah. here for more support for Morgan. <laughs> I love it. So, so nice. we're actually closing out, Steve. So it was perfect timing uh, uh, that you joined us. Is there... Or Morgan, is there anything, um, a topic that you wanted to hit upon that we didn't get to, or maybe something you want to say before, um, before we close out? Um, I guess just to your last point, I, I do agree that that's like a big thing for, you said like if there's any advice to, to anybody out there as well, I guess for like other filmmakers and, and um, creatives and all that, I really do think it's, I, I, I really do um, live by like, the, the long game and and being like the turtle in the race of, of life <laughs> of, yeah, cool. of like every day getting a little bit better learning a little bit of something so like over time that accumulates and that's that's how it is with like my equipment too like my collection of equipment like yeah I don't have all this equipment starting out the gate like it's right every SD card every lens every hard drive every just piece of equipment tripod monopod all that stuff that's like i don't know every every month or something i might add a little bit to my collection um and then that for like independent projects where i'm being hired like then i have that in my in my arsenal like i've i just went out and bought tons of like light light bulbs which is big for lighting because like that's like really underrated um way to improve your lighting is just by the light bulbs that you have in your house and like so I got like smart bulbs and stuff like that. And so like, that's just an accumulation and um, parallel with the equipment is like your knowledge and your skills and your, and your craft of, of using that as a cinematographer, or as a gaffer a lighter. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just think that's important. It's just like every day getting a little bit better. Um, and I heard that that's what the best filmmakers did too, um, is, is every day they, they learn a little bit. So that's what I try to do. Like I've, books that I pick up, um, YouTube channels, um, about equipment or about the filmmaking process or, and then of course, watching and learning from literally movies, watching Netflix and, and classics and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I love it, man. Well said. Um, so, love it. so when you guys listen to this, you'll have episode 307, you'll have episode 308 in the bag. And uh, make sure you check out uh, No Good Deed. Um, Steve, is there anything you wanted to add to the conversation? We asked uh, Morgan similar questions. Uh, we kind of drove a little bit deeper into his creative processes. But um, anything you would like to add to the conversation when it comes to No Good Deed or anything overall? You know what? I do, actually. I've, I've, never, uh, I've never expressed my appreciation towards Morgan and what uh, Morgan has meant to my creative journey thus far. Um, 
I feel like I've gotten lucky with being introduced to Morgan. We got along super quickly. Um, we It was so easy bouncing ideas off of each other. Um, I feel like we we perform under that same realm of creativity. Like we have our own little niches that we, uh, that con complements one another. And it's been such a joy to watch Morgan grow, watching his equipment grow, his <laughs> ideas grow. Um, yeah, it's been an awesome, I've been a big fan of Morgan and it's been, it's been a, uh, a blessing having such a uh, talented cinematographer by my side. And I promise it, I've kept my word at Morgan ever since the beginning, when I told him no good deal was gonna do this. So uh, Morgan and I, we, we're, we're just getting started and, and yeah, Morgan is extremely talented. So I probably wouldn't be anything, nothing without uh, Morgan, so thank <laughs> so, you. Nice, nice. <laughs> That's well said, man. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That's cool. Um, all right. So thank you. Appreciate it. We're going to wrap this bad boy up with quotes. And the first one is by Nelson Mandela. Everyone can rise above their circumstances and achieve success if they are dedicated and passionate about what they do. And the second one by Marianne Williamson. The key to abundance is meeting limited circumstances with unlimited thoughts. All right, so there you go. Morgan, thank you for joining us. Steve, thank you for joining us. Demba Films, everybody. Check it out. No good deed. We appreciate you guys. Take care. See you guys. Gabe and Goose, thank you too. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>